On today's episode, we are going to be discussing the joys of unemployment. And how you keep sane during the quiet times when you're doing jobs that you maybe don't love. This is Average at Best. Life as an actor can be good and bad, reflecting on jobs we haven't had had, crazy tales from audition to set, burying ourselves in mountains of debt, dealing with parents asking what's your plan B, Ollie and M discuss over tea, made to feel we're average at best, why is this industry such a fucking test? This is a podcast with occasional guests. I was worried my wine is off. It's, it's a bit fizzy. It doesn't look fizzy to me. Well, no, it doesn't look fizzy, but it tastes it, doesn't it? Maybe your mouth is fizzy, Emily. Maybe you're fizzy. Look at your fizzy hair. Oh, <gasps> what a bitch. Oh, my God. I can't believe you're so rude. Just shove your cookie in your mouth and shut it. Well, fine. I do love a chocolate cookie. All up in my grill. Wine and chocolate, that's all we need. That's all we need. So, um, hello. I am Oliver Powell. And I'm Emily Chase. And here we are. Another week has passed. Once again. And it has been a joyous week of summer sunshine Yeah, here in London town. I'm definitely no browner than I was before. I don't think you've ever tanned in your life, have you? Actually, I did once. I went to Thailand and I was there for six weeks. And I think it was the last day I got really burnt on the lower half of my a left leg. A burn is not a tan, Emily. <laughs> especially I was going when to it's... this back lane chemist... And get, get in, injected, uh, sorry, they had to like stick, a need, stick, a needle, <laughs> stick a needle into these massive blisters. You know, they came up on my leg, like they put ice on oh, them. Oh, you got like burnt, burnt. Yeah, they, they um, put ice on them to cool it down, but then it just made them turn into massive blisters. So I just went into this, yeah, back street chemist and this like woman just started popping them with needles. But I then, mean, did you check that they were being <laughs> appropriately cleansed? I said, are there drugs on the needles? Please make sure there are. <laughs> um, I was thinking more about the uh, the hepatitis, <laughs> HIV type concerns. I'm pretty sure I got all that shit already. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure you do. I got a tattoo done in Thailand, so I think we probably both got hep okay, C. Okay, I mean, well, that's stupid. <laughs> How is that any more stupid than letting some woman in a back alley pop your blister <gasps> with a needle? It was pointless anyway, because then I got on the plane and the air pressure made them go right back up, so I had to spend the whole flight in the toilet jamming my fingernails into them. Oh, how delightful. <laughs> There you Sorry go, listeners. That, you that mental that. image comes for free. You'll be delighted to know I didn't scar. My doctor told me I was extremely lucky, but it's just like an area of my leg that now doesn't tan even more so than the rest. Wow. That's, That's a true horror story. <laughs> Bet you're glad you tuned in. I'm sure that people are. I have had a fun week in the sun. Um a average at best week acting wise. Um, I had a distinctly average audition. What happened? It was just one of those like couple of line uh, auditions um, for a, for a TV show, a really cool TV show. So and uh, you know it's been quiet and the pressure mounts when it's been quiet for a while. And I just went in and basically did a whole lot too much, <laughs> which is uh, I think quite often something that happens so I just overthought every little thing you know it's like four lines or something um but 
yeah, over overthought everything and then uh, ended up deeply dissatisfied when I left the room. So, yay, auditions. Oh, <laughs> Sorry to hear that. But it's fine. Uh, I did. I had another audition that went much better. Didn't book it, but so that that's fine. It, kind of. <laughs> it cancelled it out, just mentally, in my head anyway. It, it made it feel a whole lot better because, you know, even though I didn't book it, I, I, I left a room feeling good. And that's, I think, the important always thing, right? Always a good thing. It's always yeah. a good thing. It's can't be, it can't be a bad thing. No. No. But how has your week been otherwise? What have you been up to? Well, I last night I went to see the part two of Inheritance at the Young Vic. Fabulous. How was that? Fabulous play, darling. Oh, Fabulous. Sounds fantastic. No, but I haven't been to the I don't like going to the theatre. I know you don't. I know you don't. But I'm not a massive theatre person either, and I haven't been for ages, and I, I, I just thought it was amazing. Really. Yeah, I, I, I have heard very good things. I'm sure a lot of people just stop listening on hearing that I don't enjoy going to the theatre. Shock, horror. If you're I thinking just... he's a cock, you are right, but <laughs> bear with us. I mean, there's just something about it. I just, I don't know. I just don't engage with theatre in the way, same way that I engage with TV and film. Why and is that? Expand. I, I don't know. Emily, I, I've had some bad experiences at the theatre. Also, it's very expensive, and and I've seen, I've seen some great stuff at the theatre. Don't get me wrong, but I've also seen a lot of tripe. And given the prices, you know, I'd rather not pay a lot of money for the possibility that something is going to be tripe. Yeah, I mean, I have to say, I still, obviously, we're all we're all on a budget in our industry, and um, unless you're extremely fortunate, and I did, um, do the whole ten pound ticket things. I mean, I got them quite a few months in advance, but I was kind of, yeah, pretty adamant that I didn't want to spend much more because I just haven't got the disposable income. That's fair enough. That is fair enough. What else have you been doing this week? I have been doing my day job. Delightful. Yes. And how's that been? Oh, you know, it's like I'm living the dream every day. I wake up and I just do some meditation Go into the office, feel like a million dollars. Boarding the ship of dreams every morning. This is why I trained. This is why I trained. And everyone says, you're such a people person. You're such a people person. And I'm thinking, yes, I am. I just Who love says that to you? I mean, you know, just the... People in the office? Yeah, just the really? people that come in. Oh, slip them my number. Oh. I'll soon correct them on that. Yeah, and I'm just smiling over all of the glasses. And I'm boiling the kettle and making the coffee and answering the phone and... Picking up their coats. It's yeah, non-stop. I'm such a people person. It's non-stop for you over there, isn't it? Manual labour. <laughs> um, well, that brings us nicely to what we're discussing today, which is unemployment. Unemployment. Um, but unemployment as an actor, which yes. I think is obviously something that we have all experienced. Uh, and is what leads to day jobs. Yes. I, I mean, I think it's something that we've all experienced. It's probably the lion share of... Uh, our careers, isn't it? If we're honest, the actually not being employed. Um, so we I all have to do those other jobs. Yeah, that is that is the reality for most people. Unless you are extremely fortunate, you, you do definitely have to do day jobs at one time or another. And um, yeah, I think it's important that it's okay. You, everyone feels all right to talk about it because, you know, I think there's a stigma, you know, attached to saying you do other things sometimes and people are worried, oh, I won't get taken seriously as an actor, blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, the reality is you have to pay bills. You have to 
Um, you know, especially if you're living in London or a big city, like it's expensive living here. So you, you've got to do those other jobs. It's just a, a reality. Having said that, I am currently one of the, uh, one of the dickheads who does not have a day job. Um, and yeah, you are, aren't you? Yeah, sorry. But you know, that's, that's been I've been I've been really fortunate the last um, like three three years or so um, I haven't had to I've earned all of my money from acting and writing as well and um, can I just say I've been really fortunate watching you being fortunate oh thanks that's really that's really sweet of you I feel fortunate <laughs> you are fortunate you're really getting to witness something fortunate special unfolding <laughs> is that a word no <laughs> it is now um, yeah so. I, I realise that that is uh, something that makes me a penis. <laughs> um, no, but I realise that uh, that puts me in a very distinct, privileged position. Okay. Having said that, I sacrificed that by uh, still living at home with my parents. They live in London. Yes. And, uh, but, you know, if mine you know, still lived here and hadn't fucked off and left me to fend for myself... I would at the age them. of <laughs> ten, <laughs> yeah, fine. No, Emily is ten years old, and she's here fighting for her life in the city. <laughs> um, One day at a time. But yeah, so that's the that's the sacrifice that I make because at my age, I should not be living at home. I think so, for many reasons, my mental health, their say, mental health. How um, does that affect your mental health? Because I mean, I you know, I don't want you to ramble on for hours, but just. <laughs> <laughs> Just so that we can all feel some uh, sympathy and understanding for your situation. It's It's tough. Because I found it very difficult, even when I came back, like before my parents moved away, I came back after university for a bit and I was like... Mm, this is horrible. Yeah, it's it's tough. I've been been back home for for, um, quite a few years now, actually. (sighs) I will be moving out this year. That is the plan. That is the plan. It is hard, though, isn't it? Because even if... I don't mean horrible as in, like, I hate my parents, because I don't, but I just... It was very difficult, because you're... (coughs) Oh, Jesus. Sorry. That was disgusting. That was disgusting. Wow. Grim. Um, Yeah, it's, it's, it's hard. It's not something that I love. Um, and of course, if my financial situation was different, I would move out very quickly, (laughs) but I get on well with my parents and I'm, I, I think if it allows you to do creative things as well, you know, when I was before this house in, in a situation where I was lucky enough to have reduced rent, um, I was able to do a lot of writing and you can't do that really. If you, if you have a certain amount every month, that's a, average London rent price to pay you just can't do that can you yeah and that's why I, I do feel very lucky that I uh, I'm able to do that and my pe- to be honest that my parents still put up with me being at home maybe um, that's what your next tattoo should be hashtag blessed on your forehead <laughs> <laughs> yeah it can go right under my hashtag actors life tattoo oh please don't use that actors hashtag. life oh the one on your ass. <laughs> My head, you mean? <laughs> I mean, they're pretty much the same thing, aren't they? Um, <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, it's, I, I, in some ways, I consider it a sacrifice that I've made in order to continue not working. Other than, and you know, don't get me wrong, I've, I've 
I've had pretty good income from acting the last few years, mm-hmm. but I'm also somewhat frivolous with my money. Um, yeah, as I discussed mean, on previous episodes where I talked about having a, a personal trainer and things, I mean, that's where that's where my money goes. That's you have my, a personal trainer and you have about 200 pairs of trainers. There's lots of trainers of I different varieties in your life. I do a pair of trainers. Yeah, that's, that's my... Oh... So in terms of thing. jobs that you've actually had to do. Yeah, I mean, so before, so yeah, I'm now, what, 13 years into my career. So, yeah, I, I haven't been, I haven't had another job for three years, although I'm rapidly running out of credit. <laughs> uh, so the I'm faced with a very real possibility that I will have to get another job soon. But, yeah, before that, I, I've always worked. And, uh, yeah, no, I've had a plethora of... Uh, of jobs um, and many funny stories. What are the jobs that you did before your current position? The jobs what I did. I'll yeah. tell you about my jobs. So before this one, I was temping. Mm-hmm. Before the temping. <laughs> what is happening right now? <laughs> Sorry, this is what happens, isn't it? When you do other jobs, you lose your fucking mind sometimes. Um, before that, I was doing promo. And actually, you know, they were so easy. You'd like do that. You start really early in the morning, give shit away, and then you'd be done by nine. Go home um, by nine a.m. Sometimes, yeah, I'd do like they'd get you there at five, you know, and then you'd give stuff out in the rush hour. Oh, savage! I've never done promo. What's what's the worst or the best promo job that you've done? Um, I mean, there are so many. Um, there was one I was. I had to give out sick bags in Oxford Circus. <laughs> <laughs> Dressed as an air hostess. We had of course, to actually, what else would you be dressed there as? There used to be a wall um, outside, you know the corner where the big top shop is and whatever that other shop is, is it Night Town? Night Town, yeah. yeah. Like, there used to be a wall that they've now knocked down and we they had us all stood on there, like, dressed as these, like, 1950s air hostesses with these sick bags doing loads of different poses, you know, that you do when you're doing the exits and entrances and everything on a plane. Oh, Classic. Jesus, yeah. So that was one of my um, high moments, literally. So, uh, like, dressed in a full air hostess costume. Giving out sick bags for a travel company. That was the promotion. I was like, this is meant to make people want to travel. How many people have need of sick bags in their day-to-day life? Oh, my God. What else have you handed out? What other costumes? Come on, tell me, tell me. Okay, I also dressed as a giant hedgehog once. That was definitely (laughs) one of my highest moments. It's Mm -hmm. literally about seven foot tall um that was for a brand that i will well the people that you were giving away the free things to were they a bit prickly um they were very prickly yes (laughs) nicely done there but it was so random they were basically uh it was a bank and they were rebranding and um i was doing it with (laughs) i was doing it with a friend and my recent ex-boyfriend at the time so it was one of those hilarious situations where you're you could even be a bit awkward because it hadn't been that long and we were working together with our friend and then they had to dress us up and obviously legally when you're in costumes you can only be in them for about 20 minutes at a time because then they have to take you out of them because oh like health and safety and die oh okay right so we were taking it in turns between the three of us um the person who wasn't in the costume had to lead the other person who was around (laughs) (laughs) oh my god and they were making us do things like we had to go and just queue up at the bank with other customers but dressed as a giant hedgehog and like 
um, just pat them on the shoulder, get them to turn around. They made me walk into the bank. I mean, I could barely. So walk you were basically this thing. assaulting customers of the yeah. bank dressed as a hedgehog. Yeah. I mean, the boys could walk so in this thing. I imagine I was... that actually the people you were approaching really were quite prickly. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I didn't. I, yeah, I, I didn't get it. And I, I could barely walk in it. The feet alone were like, I was having to lift my whole leg up to lift the foot. <laughs> the boys, it was the right size for them because they were both about six foot. I had to, I had to walk into a bank. My, the, my event manager actually got me to walk into a meeting that customers were having and sit on one of their laps. What? <laughs> I got paid good shit for this, so you know. Well, I, I would hope so. Yeah. This is Insania. He was a ama- uh, Insania. Peter that- Andre. Oh my god. Classic. No. Two thousand four. <laughs> Yeah, but that's so weird you just said that because the event manager basically wanted to be Peter Andre. So in between driving us to these shithole banks in these dead-end areas, we had to sit in the car and listen to him singing that song that Peter Andre did with Jordan. Katie oh, the, the the one from Aladdin? Yeah. A whole New World. So in between, we were, I was in traffic jams listening to him doing that, pretending he was Peter Andre and then having to go in dressed as his hedgehog. I mean, Peter, and... is, Peter Andre is a... You know, he seems like a nice guy, but that's a random thing to aspire to, look up to, isn't it? Oh, well, yeah, sadly, not for not for many event managers. There was another one. I was working in a Sainsbury's car park in a giant loaf of bread. A blow-up giant loaf of Warburton's bread. As in you were, you were dressed as the loaf of bread? No, I was inside, working inside. Oh, it was it. So like it was a, a giant loaf, an inflatable, up, an like inflatable bouncy thing castle. That you could thing. get inside, right? Making toast, and my job was to make sure that the triangles of bread didn't touch each other on the plate. What? <laughs> I had this event manager that kept looking over my shoulder and just, you know, treating me as like guilty as proven innocent until you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Why. I don't know why, but she just was like that from the start. And I, I remember having a moment where I stood in this loaf looking at the empty car park thinking. What am I doing with my life? I, and I was singing, I was singing to myself and I was like, what am I saying? I was singing the Shoe People song. I, you know. Shoo, 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 people. Be-doo, be-doo. Uh, <laughs> so I was putting the bread on the plates and then I was like, I think I've. I think I've actually lost it. It sounds to me like you definitely had a mental break of some sort. Yeah, and I, I thought I'd never get over it, but then I topped that because I went to another job where I was doing that squirty cream mm. promotion for Halloween. So I was dressed as a witch standing by freezers all day. That was great. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had a long conversation with Joanna Lumley, who was very nice, but I was thinking... Did you squirt cream at her? I did, actually. Did you? And she... Oh, that's lovely. Oh, I bet she did. <laughs> um... Did you ever do anything like that? No. No. Not squirt cream at Joanna Lumley. I never, I've Probably. never squirted cream at Joanna Lumley. I actually hate squirted cream. Oh, God, I had a bad experience. On a pancake, on a pancake. Nowhere else. Where else would you use... What, what, what other occasion calls for the use of squirty cream? Well, they were doing it as like at kids' parties, anyway. Did, so you've never done promo. Sorted, really, isn't it? <laughs> um, no, I have never... I've never done... Uh, that i mean you mentioned temping i i spent about nine or ten years temping mm-hmm. um how did you find that oh it was just a delight from beginning to end the thought of having to return to that now really uh, it, it terrifies me it it's terrifies quite difficult, me isn't it because you, you when you temp did you tell them you were an actor 
Yeah, yeah, I did. But I mean, I just, I just had that some of the most. Uh, God, I worked in so many different places, and you know, it's like every week. It's like in a, in a way, it's a bit more like the promo work where every week you're kind of doing a different thing. Um, I had a couple of positions where I ended up being there for like three months or, or something, but generally I was I moved around a lot. I worked at um, London Zoo quite a lot. Oh yeah, you said that. Yeah, like in their um, in their like offices, not just out and about in a zoo. I wish I'd seen this. <laughs> so I did. Uh, I worked on reception there, on like their the the main ZSL Zoological Society of London uh, reception desk. Did you ever have to like dress up? No, never had to dress up. Never had to dress up. Although I wasn't allowed to um, the. <laughs> The person who was my boss, I was not allowed to use the computer for the internet, but basically the reception desk, all you're there to do, there's no phone, so all you're there to do is accept guests, but I wasn't allowed to use the computer, so I would just sit there for hours on end, and I remember once the boss coming to me and being like, um, have you been using the internet? And I'm like, well, I'm sitting here doing nothing. She's like, yeah, I, it looks better if you're sitting doing nothing than if you're sitting on the internet. But I'm like, no one coming in can see that I'm on the internet. They just see that I'm on a computer, like, t- tapping away. Um, oh, God. Yeah. So it was like a kind of a slight militant operation. So I, I, didn't, I didn't do the reception for long. But then I moved to, um, I worked in the marketing department for quite a while. Um, and did oh, you moved around. invoice. Oh man, I was the zoo whore for sure. <laughs> uh, went from department to department. You were really going places back then. Back I then. really was. What happened to me? What happened? Um, you did something shell of a person with the gorillas. <laughs> <laughs> there was no untoward uh, contact with any of the animals. I will have I love you know. Gorillas and chimpanzees. Gorillas are great. Favorite. You know, they're great. And um, at London Zoo, you can have a wedding reception in the Gorilla Kingdom. With the gorillas? Amongst the gorillas, like a gorillas in the mist kind of situation. No, you can't. They would eat you. So this was the other thing that I did at the zoo was I planned people's weddings (laughs) and people's events at London Zoo. I worked in the events department and that I did that for like four months. And uh, yeah. I mean, some of the people that get married at the zoo are, uh, you know, but I had fun there, you know, yeah. <laughs> it was certainly ex- an experience. And because I was in the events department, we would get free lunch every day, oh which was quite good cool. God. And when people came in for like wedding tastings, they'd obviously like make everything on the menu and then we would clean that up too. So oh, yes. there were perks to that job. I mean, it's way and more interesting than working in a finance office or something well you know i got to walk around the zoo every day at lunchtime yeah at least you were working outside i grew i i grew a real attachment to the otters i have to say oh. you know they're a they're a great species of animals are the otters are they i can't work out what their temperament is um they're quite squeaky yeah but in like in a good way you know, squeaky in a good way. Not like squeaky bugger off. Squeaky. No, squeaky I'm cute. Squeaky, sweet. <laughs> okay. Very cute, and they they were next to the meerkat enclosure and the the ring tailed lemurs. I do love a meerkat. Meerkats are great, and the lemurs are great too. That was that's my favourite area. That remains my favourite area. I've been back to the zoo since, and uh, yeah, it's still holds a special place in my heart. Did you have an animal at um, drama school that you were, or that you had to study? No. Oh. 
I did not do that. Oh, I got out of there before that shit went down. Right. <laughs> I was like, I'm checking out of this place, sorry. <laughs> they just asked me to be a tree, and I am officially leafing. Yeah, so I, uh, I spent about half an hour with the Hoffmans. And uh, she was looking for a new winter coat, and I assisted. And I, I, I spoke to Dustin, too, for quite a while, you know. Uh, was he nice? We're now firm friends. <laughs> um, yeah, he was really nice, and I don't really get starstruck, but I was a little bit like, <gasps> wow. Yeah, so that was, uh, that was my brush with fame when I worked at Harvey Nicks. Um, and one, one time as well, we had... Um, my my department was next to the um, lingerie department, and uh, one time Kanye West arrived with his like supermodel girlfriend of the time. Uh, I mean, this was years ago. This is obviously pre Kim Kardashian, um, and she was trying stuff on and then just basically walking around in the lingerie. <laughs> Oh, lovely. You've got a right eye for. Uh, right eye for, I tell you. But she, I think she was actually a Victoria's Secret model. So, you know, if you're going to rock up into a lingerie department and start strutting around, there's no better person to do that, is there? No, absolutely um, not. I had to do a Wonder Bra promotion once. Back to the promo. <laughs> you really did promote everything, didn't you? Sorry, you just made me think of that then. So, yeah, we both had our fair share of... Horrendous One, jobs. Wonderful jobs. Wonderful jobs. Wonderful. Um, and how do you think they affected your confidence, Ollie? Do you think those types of jobs affect your mental health or your confidence? I mean, for sure. Yes. I am. F- Me too. I, I was left a shell of a person. No, it's it's hard, isn't it, when you're trying to um, when you're trying to carve out a career as an actor. I mean, is that something that you can even do? Who 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 knows? Um, but yeah, when you're trying to do that and you're having to spend the, the a large portion of your well the majority the lion's share of the portion of your week doing something that you don't want to do you don't want to do and you really strongly dislike doing um yeah i think it definitely it gets in your head and and affects your confidence i mean i think there's there must be a correlation between you know those people that leave drama school and immediately jump into high profile projects and that then never really get or never have to do those those jobs or maybe they they fleetingly do them but it's it's so insignificant that it it doesn't even register and there's a big difference between those people and you know most of the people that leave drama school and obviously have to do these jobs um so yeah i think it definitely affects your affects your confidence uh and your confidence when you're then going into auditions as well because yeah, totally, because you're doing, you're spending a lot of your day doing something where you're really not valued <laughs> or, or respected a lot of the time. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, I got treated like shit so much when I was uh, temping because people just assume that because you're a temp, you're an idiot. You know, this is how you turn the computer on. Yeah, I know how to turn a computer on. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's definitely hard to, it's one of the things that you kind of have to overcome. And not just, you know, you, th- you think that as an actor, the thing you're going to have to overcome is, um, you know, auditioning, being rejected from that. But it's also just being made to feel like less of a person in your day to day life, um, which I definitely experienced when I was 
when I was having to temp and, and do those and do those jobs. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's really tough, isn't it? And it's, it's what most actors experiences of life as an actor is. Yeah. I mean, I think, especially when I was doing temping work, it, it was the bosses that I used to have. I mean, they just, they'd find anything, you know, to pick on you for like, get off your phone or, you know, sitting in empty offices where no one had arrived except you. And they'd be like, what are you doing on your phone? You just think, what is wrong with you? Yeah. I am responding to a message. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. No, I know. I know exactly what you mean. Those people, you invariably end up (laughs) working with the people. (laughs) No, you end up invariably working with people that are like real jobs worth. So, and because they maybe have slight power over you. Um, and that's the only difference they I love to wield it having a day job now that I have that's you know slightly more long term you have a permanent job don't Let's you Emily don't call it that it's just a long term thing it's a long term contract ongoing day to day day to day moment to moment <laughs> but what's but, so what's the difference there have you noticed the difference yes the difference is that uh, I don't get treated like shit I mean, it's not a Because you're like job. a valued part of the yeah. work environment. You know, I was trying to work out what was healthier, <laughs> what was better. Um, but the thing is, actually, in the end, I kind of swayed towards it because t- well, temping was just getting even harder. Like the word work was getting really sporadic. Mm. And I just got to a point where I, well, I can't afford for it to be sporadic. I have to pay my rent every four weeks and it's normal rent now. I'm not on a discount anymore like I was for years. But yeah, so in the end, I just thought, well, I'll I'll maybe try it for a while. I was always worried about it interfering with going to castings and auditions. And funny enough, when I actually got it, I then had more castings than I'd ever had, which is just typical, isn't it? Because yeah. you never think that's going to happen. And then I kind of, I managed to get it by sort of telling them that I'd basically given up acting. I just lied to get it because obviously oh, you're never going to get it otherwise, are you? But then I got it. And then, <laughs> then in the first week, I had six castings that I had to keep going to but I, the thing is I also did tell them in the job that I was an actor even if I had sort of given up because right. I didn't want to you know totally lie about yeah. what I did I mean yeah when I was temping I always just said that I was an actor and um to be honest because I was working like you know as a temp you're working on an hourly rate so if I needed to leave the office for an hour no one ever really had a problem with that yeah, and um, you're lucky there because I definitely had more problems with temping in terms of being maybe I was just better at the jobs, Emily. So oh, they were they didn't mind if I <laughs> Yeah, no, I I never really had a problem in that in that respect. Um so it was always and I mean to be honest that I wasn't auditioning a whole lot. I probably had like one audition every two weeks or something, so it was always fairly manageable. But I, yeah, I expect if I was having um for five auditions a week or something then yeah it would have become more of an issue and it was also much easier in the jobs where I was there for maybe like a month or two months um they had less of an issue with it um yeah if I I was only somewhere for two days I think and I you know left the office for two hours for an audition they probably would have been like uh where the fuck you think you go (laughs) in yeah I I didn't I definitely didn't find it easy temping but because I was uh honest in the beginning about what I did, you know, they're, they're okay with me going off for an hour or two and someone else coming. You're so me. honest, Emily. I just feel that... It's one of your greatest qualities, qualities, I think. 
And what I was taught in drama school was that acting is all about truth. <laughs> and I take that into my real life as well. Wow, you're just so committed to your craft. I hate liars, what can I say? <laughs> For me, personally, I think just on the whole, I'd say having this job where I am treated slightly better than mm. I was with the temping and stuff, it kind of put my head in a slightly better place you know for when I was going to auditions because I think also if you're kind of really low in confidence and stuff and you're not feeling oh it really shows and when it does show and when you're doing a job that you really dislike as well you you invariably go into auditions and you're so desperate to book that job and I think that that really comes off there's an energy and I you know it might sound airy fairy or, or whatever but I think that people give off different energies and I think you can tell, I think people can tell casting directors and directors and, you know, everyone can tell when someone walks into the room and they're so desperate for the job. And like with anything in life, you know, dating or, or whatever, um, I think it's off-putting. Yeah, of course. Um, but it's, oh, it's hard, isn't it? Cause as well, it's like, yeah, when you get a commercial edition, it's like, don't, don't tell me, don't tell me the fee, don't tell me the fee, because as soon as you have it in your head, it's 20, 20,000 pounds. How are you going to get that? When was the last time you had an audition for commercial for 20 grand? Just one. Oh, okay. Not yeah. that long ago. No, fair enough. Because I was you know going to say, I mean? they are rare they these are days. They are rare, they are rare. But you know what I mean? As soon as you know what the money is for something. I had one for 150 grand once. Oh my God. Nearly shat my pants. Well, this is it. How do you get through that? No, but it's Well, I mean, not... I did. I got pencil for that bad boy and then was final two. Oh God. And did not book it. And worse. it was, um, it was like a three to five year commitment, like 150 grand a year. I mean, I would have been golden. I would have been set. Absolutely oh, wow. set. But I didn't get it. And I'm not bitter about that. You know, the guy that got it was a dickhead. And um, oh, brilliant. he deserved it. What a happy So, <laughs> no, but that's just, that's just part of it, isn't it? But yeah, yeah I but th- it is, it's a roller coaster, isn't it? It's an emotional roller coaster. Mm-hmm. And that does make it tricky because you don't know what's happening week to week. And I think if you're always worried about getting the job as well, sometimes, I don't know about you, but I'm... You know, you can go through those times where you're really hesitant to... You can go through times where you're really hesitant to uh, go away, you know, mm-hmm. or be scared to go on holiday. I mean, it's that classic thing, isn't it? You book a flight and then you get an audition. <laughs> as soon as you I mean, land I, at the holiday Do you not do that on purpose? I ju- I've just taken well, to booking flights with, like, Ryanair. <laughs> you know, they're like 10, 15 quid, but if I get a job out of it, then great. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's another part of it, isn't it, that is tricky in terms of... Mm. You don't want to plan things often. Yeah, that's true. I mean, how when you're when you're doing your your day jobs, how do you stay motivated? Because I think that's one of the things that people find trickiest, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, and there are, I think, everyone has their good weeks and their bad weeks as well. Sometimes I find it much easier than other weeks, and you know, um, your mood can go up and down a bit with it. But I think your mood can. <laughs> Oh, and yours is just really... Oh, no, I'm so up and down. I'm like a freaking yo-yo over here. (laughs) Um, But, yeah. I go from, like, joyously happy to crying myself to sleep on a regular occasion. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, if I'm not picking him up off the bathroom floor, he's picking me up. Yeah. Um, But I think it's really important... That's what friends are for. (laughs) Um, It's really important to... um, 
totally lost. No, I'm I sorry. Just, now I'm just trying to think of the next line of that song. The good times. The bad times. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay, no. I think what I'm, very I'm trying sorry to about say that. is I... One thing that's not on my spotlight CV is singing. <laughs> singing and verbal diarrhea. Star it. Um, I think it's important to stay motivated and I do find... Well, like, in terms of mental health, for me, exercise is really important. Mm-hmm. Um, feeling good about myself is always obviously going to lift you. So I try to fit that into my week. You've got to ramp up them endorphins. Yeah, exactly. And it is, I mean, it's its a proven way to do that. So I feel like it would be silly not to. And, and you're also, all about the science, aren't you, Emily? I'm all about the science. Um, <laughs> I got a D in science. And Here comes the science, Mark. Concentrate. <laughs> Here comes the science. <laughs> science. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's happening now. <laughs> I was doing it to the Here Come the Girls tune. Oh, uh, right. I was thinking more, there was that bit in the L'Oreal, the old L'Oreal ads with Jennifer Aniston. Do you remember? Here comes the science part. Oh. That's that's where I was coming from. Here comes the science part. You just took it in a whole different direction, though. Yeah, I thought mine was better. Yeah, it anyway, was. Anyway, so apart from exercise, I would also say it's important to surround yourself with people that you... Um, maybe can work with and who help to keep you motivated you know because I think you can have certain people in your lives that maybe unintentionally can drain your energy oh yeah for Uh, sure I've had that in the past don't let them bring you down guys because it's easy for that to happen Mm -hmm. um but you know also have people that you know you can work well with if you want to make your own work like we found that making our sketches is something that really made us um well, it, it definitely improved our self-confidence, I think. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we started... Um, so oh, We th- started way back when. <laughs> those of you who don't know, Emily, I, uh, Emily and I uh, had like a kind of sketch group situation uh, called Bloody Comedy. Check us out on YouTube. Back in 500 Self-plug. BC. Uh, no, it was a couple of years ago and um, we started... Make, we started 500 BC. Yes, I, I got it. BC. Bloody comedy. Yeah, I got it. (laughs) I tried to skip on by it. Um, Yeah, and we we were making our own content and and sketches and... um and that it was great for us. We we were writing and that was how we both started kind of writing. Um, And we were making our own content. And obviously writing now has become a big part of... of, Well, definitely of my life. Yeah. Um, you know, I've, I've decided that an uncertain career of acting is not enough for me. I want an uncertain ro- career of writing to go right alongside it. Yeah, well, it's um, another it's another creative outlet, isn't it? And it does really help. I think I, I went through a period of writing a lot and I was redrafting something that I thought was going to happen for ages. And then I think I just got a bit demotivated when it didn't. And I haven't quite managed to get back on that yet. Yeah, it's um, it's tough to keep that motivation going as well as the acting um you know because they are two they're quite similar there's a lot of crossover in those two um industries isn't there definitely Um, but i think in the periods of unemployment it was something that was was a positive focus for us and we were being creative and we were making things and and we learned a lot we We learned a lot lot about making stuff and our habits and how we act when we're on screen and you know it was so so useful and also building showreel material yeah i mean that that was part of it but i don't think we ever really entered into it with that as the aim no i'm just saying that's an added bonus yeah 
Um, it's a useful way to to be able to create that. Um, and yeah, you know, it can it can it can lead to other things and lead to self confidence that I think that you need um, when you're going into. You know, you can set up theatre companies. I had a theatre company as well for a couple of years. Yeah, you did. That um, was that was a mixed a mixed bag for you, Ollie, wasn't it? I believe <laughs> <laughs> it was. It did not end well. Um, but it started well. It started really well. We did we did uh, like four shows in about two years and got lots of offy nominations and very well reviewed shows and well attended shows. And then um and then I decided to sue one of the theatres that we had performed at. As you do. Um as you do. Uh and that was a court case thing that went on for two years, which left me I I mean, you know, I mentioned not loving theatre uh earlier. And I That's think that that is yeah, I think that that is uh largely connected to that time in my life where I was going through that and I was doing it largely alone. I didn't I couldn't afford a lawyer, so I was doing He went on Judge Judy. I mean, I didn't I was Judge Judy. <laughs> uh yeah, no, it was that was a that was a, a real low point in in my life, and it yeah. really battered my self confidence because I came into the industry thinking that, you know, everything was everyone was had kind of had the same vested interest in creating great work, and the reality is that obviously there's that wasn't the case, and there's a lot of people out there willing to take advantage, um, and. And I got taken advantage of, basically. Yeah. Um, so it didn't end. It didn't end especially well. The the theatre company, but still, you know, I have. You I really, still learn an awful lot. I learn an awful lot, and I get on really well with the people that I set the company up. Um, but yeah, it's um, and but there's so many other things that you can do to keep yourself motivated when you're not working. You know, you can you can be um, practicing self tapes. You know, we we talked about how self tapes have become a, a real thing. Um, yeah they're really good to practice because there's so many things that you don't even realize you're doing so like sometimes if sticking we have... yourself on tape you know you just if you just go to bbc writer's room they have so many scripts on there you can just grab a scene and get someone send someone you know a friend a, a scene and they send you a scene and then you have to learn it within like 48 hours and i think the nights like well if we get a spare night sometimes we'll just go and find a spare room somewhere and just tape for a few hours that's just what we do guys you know, we just go and find a spare room somewhere, yeah. grab a camera and no, just film ourselves. <laughs> it's just useful, isn't it? And and it's it's good to hone your skills. You've got to keep them honed. Honed. Keep them honed, know. keep them toned. What was in his drink? <laughs> I think it was... That water you gave me was spiked, I tell you. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, it's... it's um, I think obviously also it would be weird not to mention workshops. As another way of yeah staying yeah motivated. definitely you I know think the, that's there's how so we many met. workshops and clubs that Isn't is it? how we met yeah um, back in the summer of sixty nine <laughs> <laughs> um, no that is how we met Obviously and not. it was it was a great time that was a great summer no but and it was I, it know, was it was it was a, thing, a lot of respect for you since then <laughs> <laughs> but I still love you Emily really it's all thank good. God yeah. Just about. Okay. I'm, I'm feeling very lucky right now. Blessed. You should. You blessed. are blessed. We will go and get those tattoos done together. Yes, please. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, yeah, no, there's so many workshops and classes out there, and you, I think it's just yeah, like you said, honing and keeping keeping on top of your skill set is and also is so important. Not you know making sure that you don't, you don't feel isolated. I think workshops really helps me with that anyway because you can feel so isolated, can't you? If you if you go and do another job a lot of the time, you're in another world that's got nothing to do with your industry. Mm. You know, you start to not feel like an actor anymore sometimes if you haven't had a casting for a while. And, I think those times of going to workshops and things like that are really important in helping you feel connected and keeping your creativity going. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because I think you and I have slightly different um, realities in this area in that you are very good at keeping a social life <laughs> and I am not um well I kind of let everything else go and I probably do isolate myself and because as well, A, um, as I mentioned, I'm living at home. B, I'm currently spending a lot of time writing, so I'm I'm spending a lot of time on my own writing. And Z. And Z. C above. No, and 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 C. You know, I'm. I I don't know what C is. But it's a very valid point, I think, you'll find. <laughs> C is, you feel like you should be more like me, isn't it? Well, it is, because I think that actually you're very good at balancing, at getting that work-life balance. Am I? I, I think so. I never so. a spare moment. No, okay, you don't, you, you have very few spare moments. But also, you know, you're in a relationship, you both have... Um, you both have like dinners friends and dinners and, and yeah, I mean, I have nothing. I have, no, I have dinner with my parents. No, but <laughs> That I, is my tragic little story. <laughs> I think, it, but it is, it is hard to juggle everything, but I do, I do think it's important to have those other things outside of acting because if you don't have other things and people in your life that value you, when you're not in periods of employment, it means a lot of the time you'd end up just feeling a bit shitty. I mm. think it's really important to have... Yes, I do. No, but hang on a second. <laughs> I was about to say, no, but you do have that in the sense that, you know, when you go and just spend a day with your nieces and nephews and you're like, oh, they just ground me and make me feel... Oh, yeah, yeah, They definitely. just put things in perspective and make you feel normal again. It's that. Yeah. I think it's really important to have people like But you that. have that with people of your age. I have that with <laughs> six people under eight years old. <laughs> so... Yes. No, well, I mean, you know, I'm presenting myself here as a complete loser with no friends. Yeah, and, I mean, what are you, and we that just is out, largely out accurate. Your birthday but last week, I don't know what you're talking we about. We were, we had a whale of a time. Whale of a time. <laughs> um, yeah, it's hard to get that work-life balance, you know, right when, and I think it's because when you feel like so much is, is almost resting on your commitment. You know, if you're not committed, a thing's going to happen for me. And of course, you know, I, I wouldn't say that you're any less committed than I am, but you have the ability to stand back with uh, something that I think resembles perspective far more easily than I do. Maybe, but sometimes I think, oh, should I be more like you? As in, should I really have spent that spare weekend going out and doing this when I could have been... I mean, you should be more like me. Doing a self-tape. No, but... I think that that is definitely the takeaway from this conversation. Well, everyone wants to be the other person. It's like when you're born with straight hair and you want it to be curly. Yeah. That's me. And I have curly hair and, and you have straight. straight. I mean, I think you've just found the perfect analogy for our uh, personalities. Curly and straight. <laughs>
Um, it's all a bit of a juggling act, isn't it? You've got so many different elements to your life as an actor. You've got your day jobs, you've got, which is totally unrelated to what you do a lot of the time, you know, and not something, not always, but like very often not something that you're interested in. And, mm. then, and then you've got trying to balance um, when you do get auditions and castings and prep and stuff with everything else. Like, how do you do that when you have a job? You when you're unemployed, how do you deal with... Um, I think you just cut me off. <laughs> sorry. I'm really sorry. But I just... I, a thought just occurred to me and I just really wanted your on. And it's quite connected to what you're saying. So bear with me. Um, when you're unemployed as an actor... This better be good. <laughs> when you're unemployed as an actor, how do you deal with um, when your friends are booking work? I deal with that badly. No, like, actually, do I don't. You? No, I don't, actually. I don't think either of us deal with that badly, do we? No. I think we're both very encouraging of our friends. Yes, I don't find... I don't think we live, either of us live in that bitter, kind of um, resentful place. No. You know, where we feel uh, jealous of other actors that are working. No, I genuinely don't when it's my friends. I'm pleased for them. And... <laughs> but if they're not your friends... <laughs> Huh? If they're not your friends, oh, sorry. Then, then you hate them and they can If they're die. not my friends, I hate them, yeah. Yeah, no. no. Fair no, enough. No, I was just talking about people that I would know who were doing stuff. Yeah, no, I know. Okay. <laughs> um, but no, I don't think, I think, because I, I just feel like I think bitterness and, and negative emotions just breeds more negativity. And I just try, I really, I'm not saying that like I wake up every morning going, yay, yippee, I love life, oh my I mean, God. You definitely do. <gasps> No, I definitely don't. But I just think it's important to... I do think it's important to not be... Yeah, and I I would agree I don't think naturally either of us are that way. No. Um, You know, it can be... It can be tough sometimes. What are you doing? Sorry, I'm just... I'm getting quite uncomfortable, Emily, I have to say. Yeah, no, I... I, You know, I've, I've got... I've got a couple of friends who in the last year... Well done. (laughs) Well done. I'm so pleased. Damn it was you only to one hell, last Emily week. Chase. Damn you to hell. Um, no, I've got a couple of friends that are doing very well at the moment. Who am I competing with? <laughs> uh, okay. There's no yeah. competition. They're no. my friends. Okay. Um, yeah. No, I I've got a couple of friends that are doing very well at the moment, and mm. I'm like, and actually, great fucking well done. Yeah. <laughs> but they are people who are genuinely so talented, yeah. and and so. It does make me happy that I'm like they're doing well and they're doing well for the right reasons as well. Yeah. So I I really don't have any bitterness or jealousy or, or resentment towards them or even I mean maybe occasionally some envy will creep in you know especially when I've had a, a like a really quiet period yeah um and I'm like oh I wish I'd got seen for that or you know whatever but I mean that's just kind of human nature isn't yeah it? I I think that you can't deny yourself that that's going to happen um, but you should definitely. You know, there's a big difference between feeling that every now and then and feeling just genuinely pent up with anger and resentment every time anyone else that you know books anything. Yeah. Um, There was one other thing I meant to mention earlier, which was just, do you think um, periods of unemployment and stuff with acting affects your relationship with your agent? I was thinking about this the other day. Um... Yeah, I, I guess it, it. I guess it. It can't not because when you're when you're not working, obviously you are in that place of 
um, severe depression. <laughs> <laughs> but, but depression, but also just not feeling like you have enough. So that is going to change your interactions because you're not coming from every time you contact your agent, email or, or ring your agent, you're not coming from a place of feeling like you have enough. So I think it does change your interactions. And even more so if you're also then not going in for loads of things. But yeah, you know, unemployment, I would say, as... Oh, we're rounding up. We're rounding Ollie's up, Ollie's final Wake thought. up, wake up! <laughs> um, yeah, I think that... I think that unemployment is probably the biggest hurdle that actors have to face. When you can learn to master that, you're far more likely to find contentment away from acting, but also in acting when you do get those jobs and to be more grateful for those jobs when they come. Definitely. And I didn't mention this earlier and I know we're rounding up, but I briefly will just say when I had quite a bad period of anxiety with it, I actually started doing um, yoga and stuff and went to the more meditative meditative classes. Mm. And without meaning to sound like a wanker, I did find that it made a huge difference and really, really did help me at that point in time. Yeah, I think that that stuff is really, really useful for finding some calm in your day-to-day life. Yeah. And we should all probably try and do that. I think not just actors, I think everyone should probably try and do that a little bit more. It can also give you a sense of routine when you don't have any in the rest of your life, going to a class regularly. And routine is, is just so useful. Scientifically proven to be healthy. And on that scientific <laughs> note, I think it's time to bid... Our listeners, farewell. We have been average at best. Or a little better, maybe. I think this week, maybe, actually. Until next time. I've had fun anyway. Goodbye. (laughs) Bye. You have been listening to Average at Best. Thank you to James O'Brien for helping to write our opening jingle and to Katie Tweddle at Outfaced Illustrations for all the artwork you see on our social media. Speaking of which, don't forget to follow us on Instagram where we're Average at Best the Podcast and on Twitter where we're Average Best Pod. We'd also love to hear from you, so why not drop us an email on listener at averageatbestpodcast.co.uk. Until next time, bye! Bye!